especially over the past year, I've worked a lot, you know, on my, on just personal growth things. And I think that's the biggest thing is just having a coach and working on yourself personally, because you're going to need to grow and you're going to need to look at resources to help you because who you are currently is not going to get to where you want to be. And there's going to be a lot of changes. And so you're going to need to be open to getting resources. And that's like the biggest thing is don't always feel so much pressure. Like you have to do it all yourself. There's resources out there. Welcome to another episode of the Badass Women of Central Park, where every time we bring you an awesome journey of a badass woman in our neighborhood. My name is Dan Clark, and it is my honor to host this podcast and get to learn from so many of you each time. It is my goal for you to see yourself as the badass you truly are. This week's badass is Cassie Torres, who is co-owner of High Five Plumbing. This podcast is brought to you by the Mama Bird Project, where we empower and open doors for young Black, Latina, and Indigenous women from Montbello and surrounding communities. We do this all on Zoom by having our women have beautiful intersectional recorded conversations with your loved ones. Whether it's your grandparents, if you're lucky enough still to have them, your parents, a new graduate, someone who's gotten engaged, the conversations are amazing, and the recordings will be something you'll look back on fondly forever. We all know we should be recording the wisdom of our elders, but we never get around to it. It's only $100. All that money goes directly to the women. It's a great cause. It's a great product. Please help us in supporting the Mama Bird Project. All right. Good morning, Cassie. It is so nice to finally connect with you and be able to interview you. Um, you sound very impressive and you are running a big company. So it's something where you're very busy and I appreciate your time. And I would like to start with that kind of um, about the business that you're running currently. And then we'll get we'll back up later about kind of how you got there. But tell me currently about the, the business you're running and kind of how that started. Yeah, perfect. So thank you so much for connecting with me today. Um, My name is Cassie Torres, and I am one of the owners over at High Five Plumbing. We own a residential service company here in the Denver metro area. So we travel all over town. Um, We get to go into residential homes um, every day and meet with clients, get to interact with them, um, and basically get to solve their plumbing issues. And so we've been doing We've been in the business since 2012, um, and we have a lot of really great things going on, and we feel like we're actually changing the game for uh, plumbers and uh, specifically even the younger generation, and we're really excited about what we have going on. Yeah, I think that um, plumbing is something you don't appreciate till you need it, and I have been there. Um, We sold, when we sold our first house, we had a plumbing emergency at literally on the day of closing and it flooded literally the last day when we sold the house, it was flooding, Uh water was like pouring out. And luckily my realtor calmed me down and said it was going to be okay. And the person that bought the house was very um, forgiving and, and communicated well, but they had to come out and snake the actual drain and get, they had roots that grew through our pipes that were going out like to the street. And so I know that plumbing can be something that's incredibly important. Mm-hmm. Um, however, it's not something people typically think of. They don't think it's not a, um, I guess, a sexy business that you would think in that capacity, but it's but it's so important. So um, tell me a little bit about that. Um, I guess let's do jump back. Yeah. How did you get into this, into the plumbing field? Yeah, so um, 
my husband, Levi, uh, he actually has been plumbing since he was about 16. So his dad owns a plumbing business. Um, he's still operating it down in Southern Colorado. And so it kind of was just the thing you grow up, you're going to go and help me on these jobs. And so he just learned the skill set. And it was actually really important because, you know, his dad always said, you know, I want to teach you how to do this. So that way you can always just be a plumber. You'll always have that you know, you'll always have that knowledge. And so pretty much when he was, when he got out of high school, he already had enough hours where he was able to get, you know, his license. And so it just set him up right away um, to go into that um, field. And so he just kept plumbing, um, you know, after high school. And then we actually have been dating since, you know, I started dating him my eighth grade summer. So we have been together for a really long time. And so we got married pretty young. Um, we lived in a few different places, but Levi's been plumbing forever. So for me, I just, I love plumbing. I love the industry. I love that he's always had a job, that he's always been able to support our family. Um, like we know, we knew he could always go get a job anywhere, like, cause everybody's always needing a plumber. And so for us, it was at the time it wasn't sexy, you know, like for him, he dreamed of growing up to be a baseball player. Um, it wasn't so much to be a plumber, but thankfully his dad just, you know, kept pushing him to, to get that skill set. And so when we moved up to Denver, he had been plumbing with a company for a little bit. And, you know, we decided, um, well, it kind of was that he actually called me and said he quit. <laughs> so it was kind of a quick decision, like let's start a company. Um, I said, okay, you know, probably wasn't that easy of a response. I probably was a little bit like, what, <laughs> what did you do? So he quit his, uh, he quit for, uh, he was working for a big box company up here in Denver. Um, so he had seen kind of how his dad operated his company and helped his dad with operations down in Southern Colorado. He saw how a big box company was being ran up here and he got to learn a lot of really great things from them. And, um, we just decided, he decided he wanted to do it on his own. Um, he had, you know, requested some time off and, couldn't get it. And so at that point it was like, let's, let's start this thing. And so that's when we decided we were going to start a company. When you were starting this company, what was your work and professional background at that time? Yeah. So I um, actually have my, I went to college and got a, a teaching degree. So I was able to kind of, which we joke about it now, I have a teaching degree, but I'm still kind of teaching plumbers, you know, it's still working with people. So I got to learn about kids and how they grow up and how they, um, you know, how they learn, like, what are their learning styles? Are they audio visual? Um, do they need tactical learning? And so for me, I got to like learn all those things when I was going through school and now I can apply it um, when I'm getting to work with our team, because really it's still just a team. So when you're a teacher, you're kind of have a team of your class, you're, you're, you're helping them to grow. And it's the same thing, you know, in business. Um, we're helping each other to grow and come together to, to, to do, to do what we want to do and get the goals accomplished. And it sounds like you jumped right in the business side. Was that something mentally and emotionally you were scared of at the time? It seems like it was kind of a necessity. You knew you were going to do it. And he had this background, this experience and family knowledge, but from your perspective, um, how were you dealing mentally at that time when <laughs> you started the business? Um, you know, I, well, we didn't really, we didn't have a big team then. So it was just Levi. So he was just the one that was plumbing. So I was kind of just doing the back end things of, um, you know, when the invoices, cause we started with paper invoices, you know, we weren't all electronic at that point. Um, so the invoices started 
piling up. So I was like, I better start entering these. So I had to start learning stuff up. You know, I had to learn accounting. I had to learn QuickBooks. Um, I really just started learning all those things, started hiring people to help us because I, because we were a legit business now. And so it's one of those things where, you know, I was nervous because I didn't have all the answers, but I tried to find resources. And so did Levi. He was re really good about help finding people that had done what we wanted to do and ask them for help. We were able to join, um, me personally, I joined some networking groups. So I was able to meet, you know, different people in the community. Community, I joined a networking group where I was able to meet other business owners, hear their expertise and how I can apply it. And then we would work together. And so we really created, and then Levi was also in some networking um, groups. So we really were grassroots marketing at the beginning. And we really just connected with as many people as we could. and. Um, you know, it's kind of one of those things you tell, you help people and they'll help you in return. And so we just really tried to build a good network of people. Um, we also made sure that we, um, back, back in 2016, we switched where we were doing kind of like construction, big remodels. We were working with contractors and we switched to where we're now strictly just doing residential work. And so in 2016, we made that switch. We also hired, um, you know, some business coaches. Um, what I found is that's been the best thing for us is just having somebody to help you when you're going through things, <laughs> helping you to get that vision created and the steps and everything that you're wanting to do. And so that's been kind of our biggest thing is just having someone, a coach to help us and, you know, just keep pushing. There's, there's always a way. I always tell people there's a way to figure out whatever you're working on. Yeah, I think the entrepreneurial community specifically is so insanely generous with their time and knowledge. And especially when you're dealing with small businesses and people are kind of all against the the, the big companies. And so you feel this kind of connection and, and really so supportive. And so you, you talk about, yeah, getting mentorship and, and those kinds of things. I think that's so valuable. Um, and the growth is happens fast. You learn by doing and it happens mm -hmm. fast. So it started out with just you and your husband um, many years ago. How big are you currently? How many employees do you guys currently have? Yeah, we have uh, 33 employees right now. Um, just kind of started over the years. We just needed, you know, Levi, we just kept growing. We needed more uh, plumbers. And yeah, we're, we're still actively recruiting. Um, we still need more plumbers. <laughs> Um, but I will say um, we do pretty good with, you know, hiring, um, but it's because we really show who we are. If you go look on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, even um, we're on there showcasing who we are, who our team is, what it looks like to be a plumber. And so we do get a lot of people reaching out to us, even through like um, Instagram, Facebook saying, Hey, I'm moving into Denver. I want to I want to be a plumber on your team. And so it's been really cool that we've been able to actually recruit quite a bit of people out of state just from showing who we are and showing who our team is on social media. And so, yeah, I always tell people, if you know a plumber, <laughs> send them our way because um, we really do have uh, the best team. We take care of um, our plumbers and um, yeah, we, we do a lot of things different. We, we say that sometimes we're, we're changing the game for plumbers. Um, I, I know I told you my husband at one point wanted to be a baseball player. Um, so one night we were watching the Rockies play 
And I was like, man, we, I wish we had a high five jersey. <laughs> and so we decided, well, those are actually pretty like easy to clean, you know, because people are typically getting grass stains and dirt. And I'm like, so our plumbers are pretty dirty. I'm like, let's get uniforms. Uh, so we actually rolled out jerseys. We have three jerseys that the plumbers wear. So it's kind of it's something different because typically, you know, you see a plumber and they're wearing their white button up shirt with their name, their, the American flag. And um, we just wanted to be different. We wanted our plumbers to have options. Um, you know, for us, it was kind of boring. I didn't want to wear the same uniform every single day. And so we wanted our plumbers to have options as well. And your, your job is really changing throughout this time with managing, again, just your husband versus 33 people. It's a big company and you've got way different issues. Um, was that something where now you had been empowered kind of by starting the company and seeing that and, and making this network and having these coaches now where you were at the point where you could manage a, a big team like that? Yeah. Um, you know, we, our company, we've, you know, specifically have set up a lot of different systems in place. We really want to empower our team. You know, we want to have them feel successful when they walk in. So that way they know exactly what they're doing with their job duties and their, you know, day-to-day -day tasks. And so we created a lot of systems. And so it just helped us to honestly keep growing. Um, it just helped us to, to grow faster, you know, because people know what they need to do every day and they can agree to it. And um, if there's an issue with just, you know, even how the system is done, we just discuss it. It just, it, it has caused um, our company to be able to grow faster. And so I think for me, um, Connecting with all the different business owners really helped because just hearing other people and their stories and how they've been able to grow, um, you know, you can relate to people. Um, and I always tell people, obviously take people's advice and what they give you, but make sure you're applying it to your situation. You know what I mean? Um, there's a lot of different groups, even with the plumbing industry and people are throwing out stuff all the time, but without the whole context of it, Sometimes you really need to get the whole context before you just apply it. So one thing we talked earlier about kind of the need for the trades in this world. And it sounds to me like I imagine, like if you were a plumber, like you talked about, you can still work anywhere in the country instantly. I believe you make good money. Um, if people are looking for, most of the people that are, that are listening to this will have kids. Um, if their kids don't seem like they want to follow a university track or don't want to go into deep debt, go based on going to a university, um, how does someone get into the trades like plumbing? What does that process look like? Um, how quickly can you start working? Yeah, so this is, I'm like, I'm really passionate about this because I, um, I want specifically our plumbing uh, team as well as other plumbers just to have that confidence um we call it the plumber confidence um basically with that it's if you just go in um you know because it can be kind of hard you're going to have to put yourself you're going to have to do physical work you know you're going to have to get dirty some days some days you might have to deal with poop now i tell people like it's not like that all the time and so i think for it's more educating the younger generation so we actually have some younger apprentices that are going to be coming in. Um, we have a guy that's going to that's graduating high school that's going to be starting um, in June. And so what's really cool about that is 
uh, he gets to go through our apprentice program. So over the years, we've developed an apprentice program where we've had people go through it where, you know, they start out in the warehouse and we have a really organized warehouse. Um, when you think of a plumbing shop, you probably think of it, of it being dirty and messy. That's not like our shop. Our shop is very detailed and organized. It almost looks like, um, it looks like a, it looks like a store. And so with all of the materials and everything. And so the plumbing apprentice would start in the warehouse, learn materials, um, get to go on jobs with technicians, um, kind of just to get to know the materials and um, just to see how we work. At that point, then they get to start going along um, on jobs and pretty much probably after three years or so that if they have enough hours and they can get their license, um, but it just takes time. And that's like, there's different licenses that you can acquire. And so we just tell people, keep going, keep acquiring um, your hours, and then just make sure you're getting your license. There are so many plumbers out there that have all the hours that they need, but they don't go take the test. And we tell them it's guys, it's just proof like that you have the knowledge you've put in your time, go get the test taken. And so it's really important. And we push for people to go, go to, um, get their plumbing license um, because they're going to have that forever. And so um, for us, that's like the biggest thing is really getting our technicians to know that they can come in, they can start out making, you know, $18 an hour and then work their way up to a plumber. We have plumbers that, you know, probably can get close to over to 200,000 if they work really hard. And so it's just kind of, you know, there's a wide range. Um, you know, you can be making 60,000 to 200,000 as a licensed technician. Um, there's a lot of possibilities where you can go in from being where you're just doing plumbing, where, you know, if there's a bigger job and you just want to go do the installation of the plumbing, you don't want to so much have like customer service interaction, then we have a spot for you on the team. If you like talking to people every day and helping them look at their problem and solving it, we're going to have a spot for you on the team as well. And so we've created kind of different positions based on a plumber's needs because we've, we've, after interviewing and working with so many plumbers over the years, um, they're going to come in at different levels. You'll have your apprentice, you could have an installer, you could have a technician who wants to do all types of plumbing. Um, and so it just helped. We just kind of see where they're at and put them in where they're going to best um, fit and help them grow to where they're wanting to be on the team. Um, it's pretty cool. We have an organization, an organizational chart, which was really, really beneficial for us. I think that's once we put that out there with our company mission and our values, that was huge because all of our teams saw it. They saw where, um, you know, kind of like where their position was. And if maybe, Hey, if I, do want to be a manager, I can see my pathway to be a manager. So there is a lot of different um, benefits of having like an organizational chart and the mission statement. Those things really helped us to, to grow when we actually rolled those out. Um, and it was pretty cool, you know, even for us, we tell people, if you want to come and see what we do come out, we'll give you a, a tour of the shop where we are open to um, our community. Um, we have I haven't talked much about our high five cares program, but back in 2018, we started um, 
uh, it's called High Five Cares. And essentially every month we choose a nonprofit that we want to donate to and give back to. And so every month we um, highlight this nonprofit. We talk about it to all of our clients that we go and see. Um, we leave them like a marketing piece um, of theirs. That way we're just getting their mission out as well. And so we have them come in as well to our shop. We give them tours. We just want the community to know who we are. And um, we try to connect with as many people just so that way we can keep growing our team. Yeah, you make me think of kind of economies of scale and that you're having all these advantages of growing and you're able to then have people that kind of specialize in certain areas. You're able to take different people who have different skill sets in and, and use them to their abilities. Um, to the best of their abilities. And there's a lot of great things. Are there pains that come with getting that big? I mean, that's a big, that's a big company. That's a lot of people you're dealing with. A lot of just, you know, human stuff that happens throughout and families and all these other things. Um, what are some things that you're, that you have surprised you about as you've gotten bigger? Yeah. Um, yeah, there's, there's some pain points for sure. Um, and I, I try to, you know, over the, the past, especially over the past year, I've worked a lot, you know, on my, on just personal growth things. And I think that's the biggest thing is just having a coach and working on yourself personally, because you're go going to need to grow and you're going to need to look at resources to help you because who you are currently is not going to get to where you want to be. And there's going to be a lot of changes. And so you're going to need to be open to getting resources. And that's like the biggest thing is don't always feel so much pressure. Like you have to do it all yourself. There's resources out there. Um, but there were a lot of pain points, like, you know, even just me and Levi, you know, working together, husband and wife, people are always so surprised that we work together. And for the most part, it's been pretty well. I mean, there's those times where you're like, okay, what are we doing? But, you know, we've, um, we try to really choose what we want to work on and, and stay in that, you know, like, uh, Levi has his unique ability. I have mine. Um, and when we are truly in those roles, we perform better. Now, of course, there's times just as a business owner, you're going to have to do things because there's nobody else to do it. And if you, so there's times where we've had to do things where, you know, that isn't our unique ability and we just do it the best we can. Um, but I think, yeah. Do you have any other questions with, with that? I mean, for, for me, it's just being open to asking for help and realizing you're okay with wherever you're at and just asking for people to, to help you and then just to take action on it. And I think all that makes, makes a lot of sense. And yeah, I was going to ask you about working with your, with your spouse. Um, and I think that you talked about communication earlier and communication is key with marriage and also key with, with work. So those skills are really helpful. Um, one question I have for you with that to follow up on that is you guys are, I mean, this is your life. It must be your life because you're growing this. And you've been very successful in it. And of course, there's wonderful things that come with success, but time is not one of them typically. So how are you doing with, you've got two children. How are you doing with work-life balance and, and managing that currently? Yeah. So um Funny you should ask, because I'm working on that currently. <laughs> I think I'll always be working on that. And I think things change. And so, you know, like your, your kids get older, their priorities change. And so it's always kind of changed for me along the years, because, you know, we have have been building the business 
while our kids are growing. And so there was a time when they were home more, but now they're in sports. And so we're constantly on the go. For me personally, um, just making sure that I take the time for myself and I'm creating the space. So right now I'm really trying to create more space so I can start a new project because I'm getting so involved with um, certain tasks that I'm needing to delegate. So I have a deadline right now that like in a month, I'm going to have this new person hired. So that way, well, she's already hired, but I'm going to have her fully trained because in the afternoons, I'm creating some space to work on some other projects, some marketing projects and some personal things that I just um, like I, I'm considering writing a book. And so I just want to have some more space to do that. And so I'm specifically hiring somebody to take over things that we're taking about 70% of my time right now. And so it's going to be kind of a work in progress. Um, I'm trying to get her trained over the next month. And then um, by May 15th, and I'm hoping we have some things set up where then in the afternoons, I can start doing those other projects and working on books. So I think that's just making, making time, you're going to have to depart, departmentalize your time. Um, and that's the biggest thing because you're going to always have tasks. And they're going to keep coming at you. Um, and they're going to keep growing, especially when you keep growing the business. Like it just is kind of compounding and it's growing. And so I think that's just making sure you take the space to connect with yourself and to make sure that you're feeling good. So that way, when you go back into work, you can really put in your full effort. And for me, I think that's been the biggest thing is just making sure I can connect with myself and, um, feel good with what I'm doing. So that way, when I'm actually working, I'm present in that moment and not thinking about other things. So it's kind of a work in progress. <laughs> yeah, I think you make me think of um, people I've talked to that are in your position too. It's it's a battle because you're starting to get to the point or you're probably past the point where your most useful, um, the most useful way that you can spend your time is is delegating and not necessarily doing what you're best at even or what you like the most. And that's a very difficult place to be, but you've worked so hard to get kind of the American dream and get to this point where you can delegate and then maybe see a light where you do have more time, um, but you've got to get to the, get past delegating and being okay that it's not done perfectly or the same way that you do it and those type of things. So I personally will definitely follow up with you and make sure you get on that book because yes. that sounds amazing and, and you'll never regret doing that, but that is something you'll put, you'll put off forever and ever and ever if you don't. Um, so it's good to hear that you're doing that. I, I love a book um, called Build by Tony Fidel, um, which is the kind of the best business book that I've ever read personally. And he was at um, Apple and, and helped launch the iPod. And then he um, then started Nest, the, the thermostat, um, and has been very successful. But just the way he explains different things, it's kind of a resource guide as like a, a mentor. And it's tech related, but, but I think there's so many lessons in that. Um, but as I, as I kind of read through these books and think about growing in that capacity, it's hard because you are, you are what made you and got you to that point. You kind of need to change. Um, and I'm sure with your husband too, as far as actually having his hands on the pipes or whatever it would be like, then that's changed in his role for that. Um, one question I did want to ask you is, are there any women plumbers? Do you have any women? Is that, is that a thing? Yeah. So um, we have in the past have hired, we've had two women plumbers. We actually, I'm so glad that you're asking because we, um, just got noticed that we have somebody coming in for an interview who's a woman plumber. She's a master plumber. And that's, I mean, that's probably the first one we've had 
the first application we've had probably this year, probably over the last six months. I mean, we probably maybe once a year we'll see a woman plumber come in the doors. Um, but we do have a lot of women on the team. So we have a marketing director. Uh, her, her name is Claire. She's amazing. So she's on our team. She does such a phenomenal job. She helps with recruiting, um, connecting with plumbers. Um, and then we have even just um, the, the, the person that I'm going to be um, training. Her name is Alex. She's been with our company for a really long time as well. And so she's um, kind of changing to the accounting side of things, but she's worked in customer service and dispatch. And so we really have done a good job of making it where people can come in. If they don't want to be a plumber, they don't have to. They can come in and work in the office. They can work in the warehouse. Um, but I would love to see more women plumbers. I think I keep trying to convince my 18-year-old daughter like, come on, you need to go do this. <laughs> Let's do it. But um, we'll see. She still hasn't decided what she's doing next. Um, so I still might be able to, to convince her to do it that way. Um, I should have had Levi uh, train her like his dad taught him back when, when he was like 15, 16, but she, uh, she kind of refuses. <laughs> Yeah, there's um, there's no way in my teaching career that I will approach $200,000 a year. And I think, like you said, I think the sky's the limit for trades in general. And I, I just think of specifically plumbing and, and electric. And um, I'm sure there's many more that I'm not thinking of. But just there's, I think there's also a shift in our culture where these positions are felt at and like in a more respected way like it's always crazy to me my dad drove a bus for years and years and years and it was just crazy to me that that's not a respected uh, profession in the way that it should be and it's so difficult and you're dealing with so many things and it's so important and the utility of this this position is so important and so I think that schools are starting to get that too that and especially with with people graduating from college with huge debt and not necessarily job opportunities um, that it seems like the trades are always there and it's something you can always I feel fall back on too. If you want to go somewhere else from there, because of the paths of these young people certainly are going to be winding too. Um, yeah. So it just gives you options like you you talk about. So I hope more women do get into the trade and I'm sure they bring different um, skill sets and skills too um, that would be wonderful for the industry. And so I'm sure you'll see more of that in the future. I hope so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I always tell people like, you can start right out of high school without any debt. You can just be, you know, starting that apprentice program where you can start going through that. Um, and so if people really, you just have to stick with it. And that's what I always tell people, stick with it until you go through, you know, because as an apprentice, you are going to have to get your hands dirty. You are going to have to, you know, be digging, like you're going to have to deal with that. And so, but just make sure you're learning, learning from a good company, um, because, it will be a good apprentice program if you're within the right company. So make sure you're with a good company. Also, you know, there's um, a few different groups out there. So we're part of the Blue Collar Success Group, which actually trains um, tr the trades. They, they train you on how to speak, on how to represent yourself. And so, you know, there's training that we give our team. Um, you know, we actually have been sending people out to Phoenix and to Tampa to go out to two to three day trainings where they get to go and sit through those and learn how to, you know, be a better plumber. And so we invest in our team because we know that, um, the more that they learn and grow, they're going to just be able to, you know, actually 
do better for themselves, which actually is better for the company. So it's just a win-win all around. You know, when you invest in your, when you invest in your team, it's, you'll, you'll see it. Um, so it's always fun when we send our guys out to trainings, um, they come back with excitement. They come back with learning some new knowledge. They feel good, you know, because you've invested in them. Um, and hopefully they've taken something that they can apply, which is really good. And I think just in our industry, so many plumbers have been looked down on. I mean, that was a thing, a net, you know, that's plumbers had stereotypes, dirty plumbers crack. They're going to be late. They're going to show up in a busted up a van. They're going to leave oil on your front um, driveway. And so we had to break every stereotype, you know, from communication down to how we look and how we show up. Um, and that's what we've done. And also the same thing we really want to show our team is like, no, you can come here. You can be a plumber. You can be a plumber forever. If you want to plumb forever, that's fine. And we have plumbers that do that. But if you want to come in here and maybe you decide after you have your master plumber that you want to either start your own business, or maybe you want to actually be a manager, or maybe you want to go and coach plumbers. There's always more. Um, we tell people this industry, if you're a good plumber and you're a good person, you will always have a good job. Like you just take care of your clients. Um, you'll be able to go find a job with any of the trades companies. If you're just, um, have been taking care of the things that you need to take care of. So last question I have to ask you before we leave is I want to know if you consider yourself a badass. Do you see yourself as a badass? Yeah, I'm a badass. <laughs> awesome. That's great. Um, okay. So I want you to end with that. I want you just to, to say your name. I'm Cassie Torres and I'm a badass. I'm Cassie Torres and I'm a badass. Thank you again for listening to this podcast. Please go to iTunes or whatever provider you're listening on and give us a rating so we can do more of this important work. Please keep sending me suggestions of people we should interview on this show. And finally, and most importantly, please always remember that you, yes you, are a badass.